There's nothing cruel, let alone vindictive, about the Lord. So if he has to use a dazzlingly sharp sword to accomplish his purposes, we can be sure that he'll use it with far greater skill than any surgeon could wield his sharpest scalpel. The wounds he makes will be incisive for anything but random slashes, which might turn septic. And he uses the sword because it's often the only way to deal with certain issues that need removing. But he does it in such a way that we can be restored and not destroyed by the procedure. That's why it's so important to remember the starting point of this great revelation. Jesus is speaking grace and peace to his people. And John looks upon the face of the risen Lord, bright shining as the sun, because the sun in all its brilliance is the best picture he can find to describe Christ's preeminence and glory. And the effect it had on him? He fell before the Lord as though dead. This is awesome. This is the beginning of real worship in spirit and in truth. And this is where the Lord Jesus introduces himself again to John. Did he say, Oh, hi John, nice to see you again. I'm sorry you haven't seen much of me while you've been on Patmos. I've been a bit caught up sorting out the Corinthian church, you know. I hope you still recognise me. Not a bit of it. This is a strong greeting of the highest prophetic kind. This is the reality of encounter with the King of Heaven. I am the Living One. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. This wasn't the time for having a chit-chat with the Lord about how wonderful it was in the good old days when they trekked off together around Lake Galilee. This was a time to bow low and to worship. We can never lose out by yielding ourselves like that to the Lord. It's the one place in the world where we win by giving in.